back to Waves of Change. Uh, this is Diana, and I have uh, Dr. Lee again today. And um, this week, I have a really good question that we were talking about the other day is, why do people need a therapist when we have friends? And I was pondering about that question. And I think this is a good topic because as a client or as a therapist, how can you market it to your clients? But at the same time, um, what is the distinguishing factors um, when we're looking for a therapist? Um, well, let's welcome Dr. Lee um, so that to talk more about this. Hi, Diana. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I This topic actually hits home for me. Um, I struggle with this quite a lot throughout my training, right? Like, why am why why are people paying so much money to see a therapist when they have friends, right? Yeah. Uh, why am I going to school for so many years? <laughs> you know, if you're a therapist when they have friends, and I also have Asian parents. So my Asian parents are like, you know, why can't you just get this for free from us? And what do you need a therapist, <laughs> right? So. Uh, yeah, I do ponder this question quite a bit. Now, I believe that everyone has their own um, response, their own answers. My, mm -hmm. my answer particularly really has to do with the, the position of the therapist within a relational dynamic. Yeah. So, Can uh, you explain more yeah, about that, sure. the position? The position, right? So uh, a lot of providers might know, right, in a therapy room, uh, it, sh it should be a one-sided relationship. It should be all for the client, all for the patient. And if mm -hmm. there were to be disclosure, it still should be all for the client. So, so just positioning so that way, yeah. So what you're saying is that like, uh, when you have a therapeutic relationship with a therapist, the therapist's um, goal and thinking should be all for the client. So rather than like a two-way like relationship, mm -hmm. it's more of a one-way relationship. Does that mm -hmm. depict it correctly? It it does depict it correctly. And a, a lot of my patients who struggle with relational dynamics, they don't really understand that. And the reason why I don't understand that is because in their own private relationships, it's already one-sided. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's already one-sided. So one -sided. For, example, mm -hmm. for example, like a... Um, uh, if uh, a friend is always asking, how are you doing? But you don't ask back. How yeah. Are you or Does you're, yeah, exactly. Or you're like, maybe like caretaking for your partner exclusively, mm -hmm. right? You're managing her, or managing his emotional state all times, right? They're everything, their well-being, and they don't return any, there's no emotional reciprocation, right? So you mm -hmm. might see that kind of relationship as normal and healthy. And in fact, it's a lot of times it's not. And in a like a private relationship, that's damaging, right? That can be damaging. But in a therapeutic relationship, it's not because as a therapist, we anticipate that and we build a relationship around that. It's all about them, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the key differences. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think like, of course, like, like, come on, like, you're paying so much to, you know, like, to get therapy. Uh, I think another point is that, like, with the training of the therapist, um, they're able to uh, identify goals that mm. might be, you know, useful for, for you, um, assess your risk, and able to, like, give you different information or resources when there's a need. Um, but I think the key thing is that 
um, not only they're thinking about you, but also thinking about the big picture um, and the distancing uh, around that. Um, So if I am talking to a friend um, about my issues, um, my friend might be thinking about her relationship or his relationship with my issues, right? So, so that might be tinted on like how they uh, think about their that or like the perspective, um, mm-hmm. like like it will be different. So, give you an example. So, for example, if my um, if a client come in, like, and they are their partner cheated on them, right? Uh, so, as a therapist, because there's a distance to it. Um, then I am able to like um, put it in a way where like see it as a big picture. But if that client, the same client who got cheated on, um, is talking to their friend, and their friend might have past experience of how they interact with that the the other partner, you know, like then it kind of like impact how they see it and like how 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 or what it's helpful for that client. Absolutely. And I imagine, right, some conversation with friends can be helpful, but sometimes we will get, when we are vulnerable, we might get responses that are kind of critical, right? Mm-hmm. If you're vulnerable, like your friend, for example, like, oh, your the client you post, for example, if they were to go to your friends, like, oh, I cheated. And the response they got is, oh, you're a terrible person, right? Then yeah. they will feel more shame and guilt, Right, and that's mm-hmm. not particularly helpful for this individual. But as a therapist, a good therapist, that is, they might be able to kind of hold a space for them to process this and really explore the shame and guilt. Um, mm. I really like what you said about your, your example that you provided. Uh, when I teach, when I help teach, um, kind of the basics of therapy, I always mention the four C's, right? The four C's. Yeah. The first, like C is in cat, right? Uh, the first C is um, communication or, or, or context. Yeah. So you're looking at context, what are they saying in the therapy room? The second one is um, counter transference, how you're feeling about what they're saying, right? Um, so the counter transference is informing. Uh, your practice, right? Yeah, and the counter transform. Well, in, as a psychodynamic therapist, the counter transform should be informing your practice and kind of help you gauge where you are in the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And the third one is content, right? So you're looking at what they're saying, how are they saying it, and how does that make you feel? So if you are a, a and if you have those three things, it will already make you a great listener, like mm-hmm. a fantastic listener, right? And also it, it will take you through therapy. If you're a therapist, you carry you pretty far, just having those three yeah. C's. And the difference yeah. between a therapist and a really good listening friend is a last C, which stands for clinical knowledge. And mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that already, right? So as I am relating to my patient, as I am you know, understanding the dynamics and the flow uh, and the history and how do I apply my years of clinical knowledge to what's going on and you and manipulate the relationship so that it's you know, beneficial for you. I think yeah. that's a, th- th- yeah, I think that's it right yeah. there for me at least. Lee, can I, can I add a fourth? C? Oh, that's well, a fifth C, <laughs> fifth C, we're up to. So it's a C, it's, uh, this context, c- content, context, counter transference and clinical knowledge. So what's the fifth like C? Like the fifth one. The fifth one is confidentiality. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay, I did change my teaching <laughs> teaching regimen a little bit. Go but ahead. Because of, because of the confidentiality, like um, that's like the key difference between friends and 
you know, and, and, and a therapist because um, we are, as therapists, the confidentiality piece is like, we cannot talk about like the client stuff, mm-hmm. like in a public way, in a, in a, in a, in a different context. Um, and that is different. So like, because of the confidentiality piece, um, clients typically be able to like tell their secrets um, or like what they are holding deep down in their psyche, um, even sex, like, you know, like they're way more um, like flow and like openness in talking about these topics, uh, racial dynamics, you know, th- that kind of things. And sometimes like we cannot talk to friends about these things because th- those are taboos in, in society in some shape or form. Very much so. And I, yeah, absolutely. The five C's of therapy. We should trademark that. <laughs> I'll totally add that. that. Five add C's that of to, therapy. To, Fantastic to. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, no. You, 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 got, you got it down. I really like uh, what you just said. Mm, I'm kind of, what's coming up for me right now is a memory of my work with um, a patient of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Last year. Uh, and it's a woman at the time doing treatment she was 21 years old and after about four months of treatment for major depressive disorder she said to me i'm so happy you're not my friend Mm. and i'm like i I mean we at that point we have a good enough relationship where i felt um comfortable and not not really like kind of taking back and when she said it i was i was actually feeling like happy right i was feeling thankful that oh wow i'm being helpful to you and yeah what because the client is mm -hmm. able to identify the difference between both yeah yeah and the reason and she said well the reason why uh she's happy that was not her friend or didn't start that way is because her friendship did not really end well Mm. right so one of the things that she does or she did back then is she is uh she she's a loving caretaking person she caretakes for others and she's a people pleaser so in the relationship, in the therapeutic relationship, she constantly tried to please me, right? Because that's her test. She And then over and over again, I acknowledged the test and then I pass it by reminding her that I'm in charge of my own emotion. I don't need you to take care of me. Right? Yes. And after months of that, right, then she's able to say something that is potentially offensive, which is, I'm happy you're never my friend. But he said to me in such a genuine, appreciative way that I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm not your friend either. This is good. <laughs> right? this because is good. because it, actually the the friendship or like the um it's very different than from the therapeutic relationship and by not holding on to the friendship and knowing that this is a terminal, you know, like a, it, it's not like it's sometimes it could be forever in you know, quote and quote forever. I don't think but it should be forever. I don't think yeah. <laughs> but but having that um, therapeutic relationship, knowing that it will end mm-hmm. and knowing that the context is different is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I have one question for you. Yeah. So you are a therapist. I sure But am. also sometimes you are a friend. So how can you identify, like, what's your different, like, how are you different personally when you're a therapist and when you're a friend? Ooh, that's that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. For me, can you I, stop working? <laughs> I, yeah, well, no, I cannot. Right, the therapist mind in me is always on. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm always analyzing things, and 
I do drive people crazy. Uh, when I first met Diana, within like thirty minutes, I'm like, "Hey, how how is your relationship with your father?" You know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? That was me. I don't. To you. I yeah, don't okay. remember that. See, that's why we were friends. Okay, that's why we were friends. If you remember that, probably not. Okay, here we go. Um. So yeah, one thing that so for me it has come with like a more like a behavioral understanding, um, where I'm noticing myself analyzing somebody is because. It, it it speaks uh, analyzing somebody in my personal life. It speaks more about meeting them, right? It says that mm-hmm. um, I am an insecure person. I am an insecure person in a lot of settings where I don't trust the other person. And kind of psychoanalyzing somebody allows me to see the person through and through, all right? And it's a way for me to calm my anxiety, right? But at the same time, it removes me from the relationship. I'm no longer in the relationship. I'm like someone studying a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, by knowing that I am now for the past few years, mindfully try not to go there or allow my mind to go there. And mm-hmm. I, I know that by going there, I'm sacrificing the quality uh, of the friendship. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's just something that I'm trying to do. What do you think? What do you, how, how are you as a therapist friend person? <laughs> I think as a friend, I am uh uh i'm more harsh like in in terms Uh of like in terms of like hey like i think this is not okay or 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 like be more honest not on not honest but like more like reactive on my responses well can you say can you say you're more authentic no no i think like in both uh, therapeutic relationship and friendship i'm uh-huh. authentic uh-huh. but but when as a therapist i think when i'm with a client i'm thinking more about the big picture i'm holding the big picture i'm thinking a few steps ahead i'm thinking about the treatment goal mm-hmm. um i'm thinking about like how can i guide the the, the client to the treatment goal rather than like uh, uh pointing the way Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, rather than like pulling the client one way, um, having the client able to um, slowly or using their time, like their flow um, to to move towards the direction that they want to. But as a friend, I think I'm a little bit more pushy. Like, hey, <laughs> like this, this might be like I, I'm more about like um, talking about or expressing um my feelings mm-hmm. around that. So it's very uh, reciprocal, right? Like exactly. More reciprocal. Okay, I see that. And more also a little bit more reactionary. Reactionary. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So like rather than thinking about a few steps ahead on, you know, guiding my friend, uh-huh. I do not do that. I, I just tell them like, hey, this is what I feel and what I think. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah, absolutely. And this... I, you also kind of touch on this too. This idea of when you're in the therapy room, you're you're mostly thinking about how, like, how they what they're saying and how might they respond, right? Exactly. How would they metabolize what's happening in the dynamic in the therapy room, right? Whereas mm-hmm. a friendship is kind of like, well, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm alive. You're alive. Let's do this, right? And I, yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, so let me ask you this, all right? Uh, mm-hmm. And this is actually for our listeners, listeners as well. 
if you're out there and you're out there having some struggles, we're all living with struggles, but you're like, when I have friends and I can talk with them from time to time, when do I need to actually go to a therapist? Right. What is that point that you think uh, as a consumer, I should go for a therapist and not go to my friends? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes into my mind is uh, having the safe space to process. Um, I notice myself when there are um, issues that I feel like there is processing need. Uh, for example, a, a incident that happened that really impacted myself, and I want to look and dive deep into like my patterns or like how do I, you know, like or I need some cycle. Uh, education around uh, strategies, right? Then those are the times that I will go um, to see my therapist um, or bring it up in my therapy session. Um, but also, um, it's about risk. So when there, when when there is like an issue which is like so big that um, you feel like your friends could not hold it for you, um, it might be as extreme as like having suicidal thoughts. Or um, having like men, uh, like domestic violence issue stuff like that, but also as little as like um, uh, uh, family dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. So I think those kind of things that potentially like you would I would like find a therapist for because they might have like more education um, and knowledge about these issues. Mm-hmm. Another example that I, I see very commonly is. Uh, when someone grows up in a somewhat dysfunctional household, they have interjected a lot of um, very kind of harmful relational behaviors. And mm-hmm. then when they grow up, they will have friends that kind of reciprocate and kind of continue those behaviors, right? And I can't imagine, at least with the people that I work with, I can't imagine that can be that's healthy. Or, or, yeah. or, or um, healing in any way. I think in those circumstances where you feel like I don't have a relationship that can really go to someone that I can truly trust, then maybe that's a good time to go to a therapist. And potentially in the therapeutic relationship, you can then learn how to make helpful, loving friends. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of times you, the complaint is, oh, all my friends take advantage of me, right? All my friends are just so mean. Well, Therapist time. <laughs> and also, I think therapists, they are, they're, sometimes they're weird. I, I guess, like, I'm a weird therapist. Okay, all therapists would... <laughs> are weird. If you're a therapist, you're weird. I, in, in my sessions, I do a lot of, like, play or, ther- uh, like, drama therapy or art therapy. So these are things that, like, uh, a, a friend would not typically do that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so those are interventions that we learn, or um, uh, in the therapy world, that is like effective. So you don't play with sandbox with your friends. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, okay. I don't. I, I never. I never tried that. Have you? <laughs> no. But one time, my friends and I, like we, we were learning the um, MMPI. So then we. Cut- what is MMPI? Is Minnesota motor is a Minnesota <laughs> motor-facing personality inventory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> super long. Okay. Anyways, it's a personality assessment. It's 500 plus mm-hmm. questions of true and false, right? And we, when I was learning it in grad school, my friend and I got drunk and decided to like use it on one another. It's, oh, no. We, we, I tell you, we're weird. We're weird. But yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. 
that's I, I just had a thought and I've lost it, but I'm sure you'll come back to me. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about like the interventions, right? How can we like having therapy, having interventions help you process is very different from a friend. Hey, let's do a painting. That's that's very different. Yeah, and actually, it come back to me. I, I one, another thing that I want to f- mention is uh is kind of based on Jungian psychology, right? Or there is different parts of the self. Right, mm-hmm. and also there is 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 kind of like Fitzgerald's work. I know it's like two different camps here, but this idea when there is a reaction, there is actually multiple reaction. If someone tell me that they cheated, right, there is a part of me that goes, "Oh, what was wrong with you?" Right, this very mm-hmm. frustrated part of me, right, and it's also a part of me that goes, "Oh yeah, I know, I can understand how unhappy that you were," mm-hmm. and it's also part of me that goes, "This is an attachment problem." Right, mm-hmm. and these are different emotional and psychological processes that happen simultaneously. And yeah. I think, as, as a therapist, is to emphasize the part of you where you believe is the most helpful, um, mm-hmm. and that's the part I amp up and metabolize and you know regurgitate essentially. Right, but if I'm a friend, you get all of it. <laughs> yeah, you get you get, you get all, all of it. Yeah. All of it, right? Yeah. So I. I I think that is in practice, right? That's what the big difference looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're time. Like we talked a little, like a lot about um, different uh, differences, and hope that this podcast will be helpful for you when you're thinking about potentially getting a therapist or or seeing the difference between friends or therapists. And I do want to emphasize. Friends are much more important than therapists. <laughs> right? You should have, you should make friends, right? You should oh, man, those relationships. Th- I, know, <laughs> I know, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but no, you, you should definitely, friends are more important than therapists. Um, cherish your friends, especially during these hard times, right? And if, if check in with your friends, you know, if you don't hear from them, do say hi. Yeah. So it's time to say bye now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.